ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعض فان خير الكلام كلام الله واحسن الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى says in his glorious book after i say اعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا الله جل جلاله the english translation of this ayah in surah al-baqarah says for us to make the dua o our lord do not punish us if we forget or make a mistake o our lord do not punish us if we forget or make a mistake and again allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book وَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ فِيمَا أَخْطَأْتُمْ بِهِ وَلَكِنْ مَا تَعَمَّدَتْ بِهِ قُلُوبُكُمْ Allah again says There is no sin or blame on you There is no sin or blame on you concerning the things that you do by mistake But rather what you'll be charged with are the things that your heart intends to do and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has said inna almu'mina khulaqa mufattanan tawwaban nafiya idha dhukira idha dhukira dhakara that surely the believer is created tried and tested repentant and forgetful when he or she receives the admonition then they remember and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said again inna allaha wada'a an ummati al khata'a wan nisyana wa ma tukrihu alayhi surely allah has absolved my ummah surely allah has relieved my ummah surely allah has excused my ummah the muslimun mu'minun male and female from three things al khata' wan nisyan wa ma tukrihu alayhi they we the muslims alhamdulillah rabbil alamin have been excused and absolved from making mistakes from forgetfulness 
and things that we are compelled to do. From mistakes, from forgetfulness, and things that we are forced to do. And once again, Allah commands us to say in the Quran, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِنَّ سِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Oh, our Lord, do not punish us if we forget or make a mistake. For the next few weeks, inshallah, my beloved brothers and sisters in this scene, this noble deen of Islam, we'd like to bring out some things that are common among the Muslims in terms of mistakes. Some of the things that we do that perhaps we learned in our countries like Bangladesh or Turkey or Senegal or Guinea or wherever we come from. Some of the things that we learn from our fathers or our mothers or our uncles or our grandparents, things that have come into our genes that we in America call baggage. Things that come into our religion that we in America call luggage that the person came with some baggage. We like to take a few subjects on Islam, separate those subjects and discuss them, inshallah, for the next few weeks to show some of the mistakes that Muslims are making. And I must add that some of these things are not just mistakes, and when they're not mistakes, we will point them out as being other than mistakes, because some of these things are muhdafat are muhdafat. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْدَثَاتُ الْأُمُورِ فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِذْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِذْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٌ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِنَّارٍ Beware of newly invented matters in the deen. For surely every new invented matter, every novelty in the deen, every, not some, Every newly invented matter in this noble religion of Islam is an innovation. In every, not some, every innovation is a going astray and every astray is an hellfire. So we will point out, inshallah, for the next few khutbahs, those things that are mistakes, sometimes we forget, sometimes we're forced from those things that have been added to the deen that are bidah. Those things that will lead you astray and will find you, may Allah protect you and I, and the thing that we invented into Islam, both the thing and the, the thing and the person in the hellfire. The subject that we're going to talk about today, inshallah, is the subject of tahara, the area of anavafa, the area that is extremely important, brothers and sisters. Please don't take this lightly. We want you to review in your mind what you learned in your country. Review in your mind what you learned from your mother. Review in your mind what you learned from your father and your teacher. And you Muslims that reverted to Islam, born Christians or Jews or whatever in this country, we want you also that have been Muslims for five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty or thirty or forty years as Muslims in America, Review. Check the roller decks in your head. Look at some of the luggage, the Samsonite that you brought with you since the first time you took Shahada to see if this is from the Quran and the Sunnah or not. And if it is not from the Sunnah, no matter if you're from Lahore, Pakistan, or Istanbul, Turkey, 
No matter where you're from, you could be from Mecca. Every single one of us has to constantly, continuously, over and over and over again, renew our Islam. Because we pick up luggage on the way that is not a part of Islam. So the first subject, inshallah, is As-Sahara. And the first thing we want to mention is Aniyah. One of the mistakes that the Muslims are making pertaining to intentions is pronouncing the intention with their tongue. This is not a mistake, brothers. This is a bid'ah. This is a bid'ah. Wallahi, it's an innovation. We don't find any place in the Quran where Allah says pronounce the intention with your tongue. Nor do we find in 23 years 23 years of the mission of the Prophet wasallam, where he says that when the Muslim is about to make wudu, the mutawaddi'ah, that he or she, the mutawaddi'ah, should say, Nawaitu an atawadda lillahi ta'ala fi hadha al-masjid, fi hadha al-hammam, kana wa kana. We don't find any narration where the Prophet wasallam said to say, Oh Allah, I intend to make wudu in this masjid or in this bathroom on this day, on that day. And oh Allah, in my intention, as I wash my hands, make my hands shine on the day of resurrection, make my mouth say the right things when I wash my mouth. Allah, make my nose smell the fragrance of Jannah. Allah, make my face white. Allah, Allah, Allah. There's no place, brothers and sisters, in Islam, whether it is Salah, whether it is Siyam, whether it is Zakat, whether, which might be a shock to many of you, if not most of you, Hajj and Umrah. There is no pronouncement of a Niyyah for Hajj and Umrah, there is no pronouncement for Niyyah for Wudu. The place of the Niyyah is in the heart. And all the person has to do is think about making Wudu and go to the washroom and make Wudu. That's it. There is no pronouncing the Wudu, the Niyyah for Wudu. As-Halafuz, the Niyyah, Bid'ah. Pronouncing the intention for the wudu is a reprehensible, reprehensible bid'ah, innovation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or His Prophet did not sanction. The next thing we like to mention, brothers and sisters in Islam, in the area of mistakes or innovations in purification, and we have mentioned this before, but unfortunately we still find the people doing it, is wiping the back of the neck in wudu. There is no authentic narration from our Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, or from Abu Bakr, or from Umar, or from Uthman, or from Ali, or from any of the Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet has commanded, not advised, not suggested, the Prophet has commanded, وَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي 
وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين من بعدي من بعدي عدوا عليها بالنواجذ. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, "You are commanded to stick to my sunnah. You are commanded to stick to my sunnah and the sunnah of my rightly guided caliph after me. Hold on to my sunnah and the sunnah of Abu Bakr." Omar, Uthman, and Ali, with your molar teeth, with your back teeth, hold on to them, not with the front teeth, which Allah created to bite the apples and the bananas, but hold on to them with your back teeth. And as some of the people of the past have said, As-sunnah kasafeelikun nur, man rakibaha faqad naja, wa man takhallafa anha faqad halak. The sunnah is like Noah's ark. Whoever rides it is saved. Whoever gets off it, jumps off it, abandons it, drowns. And they deserve to drown. I repeat, the sunnah is like Noah's ark. Whoever rides it will receive salvation. Whoever jumps off that boat called the sunnah, they deserve to drown. I swear they deserve to drown. So we don't find brothers and sisters in Islam. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we find a detailed description of the Prophet's wudu from two of the Khulafa'ul Rashidun. From two of them, we find a detailed description from Uthman ibn Affan Zulnurain, the third Khalifa of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, radiyallahu taala anhu warzahu. And from the fourth Khalifa, Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiyallahu anhu, we find a detailed description that you, if you would like, combine both hadith, a detailed description of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's wudu, and we do not find the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's wudu being described as taking your hand. And you have to explain to your mothers and your sisters and your daughters who, are, who can't see me doing it, upstairs or at home, how I'm doing this. We don't find the Prophet 23 years, nor after his death, from the Sahaba, or the Tabi'un, from Abu Hanifa, Nu'man ibn Sabit, or Imam Malik, or Imam Shafi'i, or Imam Ahmed, or al Awza'i, or any of the Imams of the Salaf, rubbing their heads like this and then reversing their hands where their knuckles in the back of their hands go across their neck like this. Wallahi, this is not part of the sunnah. This is not part of the sunnah. This is an innovation. And the hadith for this is found in the book called Laylul Al-Tar by Imam al-Shawkani in the book of purification on the authority or the collected by Imam Ahmed and Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah himself, and Imam al-Shawkani himself, says that in the chain of this hadith, there is a man named Abu Nu'ayn, Ibn Sulaym, and this man was a liar. He used to make up and forge hadith, which makes that hadith unauthentic. You cannot use a hadith where a man in the chain is a liar and makes up hadith. He said he saw the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the narrator of the hadith, said that he saw the Prophet 
bring back his hands to the back of his neck and wipe his upper. This hadith, brothers and sisters, is of the worst type of hadith. Also, some from the mistakes and the innovations in Sahara, brothers and sisters, are the people who wipe their heads more than once. This is a serious mistake, brothers and sisters in Islam, to wipe your head as we have seen. Brothers wiping their head four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times. And you wonder, is this man breaking his wudu each time he tries to wipe his head? And if he is, why is he going just to his head? Why is he starting from the beginning? Nine times. Ten times, I've seen it with my own eyes to the point where I had to stop my wudu and cross my arms like this and just look at the person upstairs. What in the world are you doing? Wiping the head more than once. Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi has explained to us how to wipe our heads. In addition to this, among the mistakes, in, the, in terms of purification, are the people who when they wipe their ears, they wipe their right ear first, and then they wipe their left ear after the right ear. This is a mistake, brothers and sisters. For the Prophet put his thumbs behind his ear, and he brought his thumbs up to the top of his ear, and he put the forefinger, the pointer finger, inside of his ears once, and he did it at the same time. We don't find the prophet making his wudu, wiping his ear, the right one first, and then the left one with the left hand. This is a mistake, brothers and sisters. This is a serious mistake. And the person who does this intentionally, Allah knows your condition. Also from among the mistakes from wudu or from purification in general, are the people, are the people who separate the Mazmaba from the Istin Shaq in Wudu. The people who separate the rinsing of the mouth from the pouring, the putting the water in the nose and blowing it out. Because we don't have an authentic narration from the Prophet wasallam, where he made a separation between putting the water in the mouth and the nose, but rather as Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyyah, rahimahullah, said in his book called Zad al-Ma'ad, that there is no authentic narration where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he pointed out the narration in the Sunan of Abi Dawood, rahimahullah, in the book of Sahara, there is no authentic narration where the Prophet separated, alayhi wasallam, the rinsing of the mouth, that is, one time in the mouth, two times in the mouth, three times in the mouth, and then returning the hands of the water and then doing the nose. There is no authentic hadith for this type of wudu. But rather, the Prophet took the water in his blessed hand. He allowed a little bit of water to be in the cup of his hand, in the palm of his hand. And then he sucked in the water into his mouth, and at the same time put it in his nose and blew it out. And this can be done either once, twice, or three times, depending on how you began the wudu. As for separating the mother, putting the water in your mouth, from the instant shaft, 
putting the word in your nose, there is nothing authentic from the Prophet ﷺ on this, and this is considered one of the mistakes in purification. Also, unfortunately, brothers and sisters in Islam, and once again, I remind the benefits of believers, we have said this on numerous occasions, on this minbar and off of this minbar, that it is not a part of the purification of the Muslim that they make mesah, that they wipe the bottom of their chuf or the bottom of their sock. But rather, the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is that you wipe the top of your sock or the top of your chuf. And this is not done three times. This is done one time, but unfortunately, once again, we have seen the people not only wiping more than once on the top of their foot, the instep of their foot, over their sock of their hook, but we've seen them returning their hands to the water, making it wet again, and wiping it two times, and three times, and four times, and five times. Wallahu al-musta'an. And Allah is the one we seek for assistance and His aid. Also among the mistakes in purification, brothers and sisters in Islam, is making the wudu in general more than three times. For we find the Prophet wasallam in some cases making wudu one time everything. That is, washing the right hand and the left hand once. And the mouth and the nose once. And the face once. And the arms or the hands up to the elbow. And we'd like to stop and make an important point. In the Arabic language, the word hand, in the Arabic language, the word hand, in the Arabic language, the word hand begins from the longest finger, your middle finger, the tip of your middle finger, all the way to your shoulder. The word hand in the Arabic language extends from the middle finger up to the shoulder. And in the Sharia, the word hand is from the middle finger, the tip of it, to the shoulder. So Islamically and anatomically, the word hand is the same. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wash your hands. Wash your hands up to the elbow. We must now begin with the hand, not the wrist. The hand, not the wrist, when we go to wash our arms. It is a mistake, brothers and sisters in Islam, that you go to your wrist after washing your face and you wash up to your elbow. But rather, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to wash the hand again, that which we commonly know as hand, all the way up and until the elbow. So it is permissible for the Muslim, following the sunnah, that if you ride the sunnah, the ship of the sunnah, the boat of the sunnah, the cruiser of the sunnah, you will be saved. And if you abandon it, you will drown and you deserve to drown, that you make your will do once every part. Or you, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it, make the wudu twice. That is, washing the right hand twice, washing the left hand twice. 
putting the water in the, in the mouth and nose twice, washing the face twice, all the way to the end where you go to your feet twice. And if you would like to complete the sunnah, not going beyond the bounds, whoever exceeds the boundaries of Allah, the limits of Allah, the parameters of Allah, they have wronged their own souls. If you like, you can do it three times. And this is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Also from among the states, mistakes, brothers and sisters in Islam, is leaving out parts of your body. For unfortunately, shaitan has whispered to the human being who created weak to be very neglectful and languid in purification. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Surely Allah loves those who repent, and surely Allah loves those who purify themselves properly, outwardly and inwardly. Some of the people, unfortunately, brothers and sisters in Islam, they don't care about their purification. They throw the water on themselves, or they just allow the water to pour on themselves without rubbing their skin, and they're more concerned was putting on the Jergens lotion and the creams and the styles and all those cosmetics to make your skin look beautiful and make it feel soft than they are for the purification and the prerequisite of the prayer. Brothers and sisters in Islam, to leave one little spot, even the size of a dime, without being touched by that water is a grave issue in Islam. Don't take it lightly. It is a grave issue in Islam. Don't take it lightly. The Prophet wasallam saw a man making wudu. He passed by a man while he was making wudu. And the Prophet wasallam saw a lum'ah. dirham. A lum'ah. dirham. Dirham. He saw a spot on the person's foot the size of a coin. And he ordered the man and yu'eed al-wudu to repeat his wudu. And this hadith is collected by Imam Ahmed and Abu Dawood. Wazada Abu Dawood. And Abu Dawood had another version where he said, and yu'eed al-wudu al-wassala. That he ordered the man to not only renew or do over his wudu, but the Prophet ordered him to do his salah over also. Why? It's because the purification of the Muslim is the prerequisite, is the precondition for the salah. If the wudu and the ghusl and the tayammum is not intact, then the salah, brothers and sisters, whether it is janazah or otherwise, is not going to be intact. Walhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Brothers, can move up, inshallah. Give some room to the brothers in the back. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الأمين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. Brothers and sisters in Islam, we also find from among the mistakes of the worshippers in terms of purification, we find people making tayammum, taking the dirt or the dust and covering themselves up to their elbows and beyond their elbows. 
when we find that the Prophet from the most authentic sources was just to do the face and the hands up to the wrist. As for the narrations that says to go up to the elbow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that their authenticity. And also among the mistakes of those people in terms of purification are the men that when they are intimate with their wives and Allah doesn't bless them with the, and it is a blessing to have an orgasm or ejaculation that some of the men unfortunately think that if the man does not ejaculate he doesn't have to make ghusl. Brothers and sisters, this is a serious mistake. This is a serious, serious mistake. For if you enter into your wives whether Allah blesses you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those whom he loves. 
And among the people whom Allah loves, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْتَوَّابِينَ وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَاهِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who repent and loves those who purify themselves both outwardly and inwardly. And we ask you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put us on the day of resurrection from the best of those, the best of those who turn to Allah for repentance and forgiveness, even though all of his sins were forgiven, and put us in the closest proximity of those who were the best in purifying themselves, and the chief of all those who purify themselves in the best manner, outwardly and inwardly, is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, Rabbana آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إثرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا تأخذ لنا به وعب عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين سبحانك الله بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت وحدك لا 